Want to win $500 and spotlight one of your clients in a Paychex marketing video? We're looking for success stories from MMS clients, bilingual business owners, PEO clients, multi-state employers, and more. To see the full list of stories we're listening for or submit a client for consideration, visit payx.me forward slash spotlight 500. Just tell the story of how Paychex helped the client overcome a business challenge and if we feature them in a marketing promotion, you'll earn a $500 prize. Don't wait, this contest ends August 31st. Be sure to confirm that the client is comfortable appearing in a video before submitting. Get all the details at payx.me forward slash spotlight 500. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What's Your Story. I'm Michael DeLulio on the employee communications team here at Paychex. And, you know, what, what makes our colleagues so great isn't just what they do here at work at Paychex. It's, you know, the personal passions, the side gigs, the, the hobbies that people have. You know, that's what makes it interesting, at least I think. You know, for some, I don't know if you're on any of these Yammer groups, we have, you know, people who are super artistic. We've got people who are, you know, very skilled in the kitchen with the culinary things. Uh, everyone's got pictures of their their fur babies that they want to share, right? The pet passion and so forth. So today, uh, we're going to hear about an employee who's got a really interesting kind of uh, project or passion in his home life. Uh, and that's Derek uh, Dorvid, who I'm joined by. He's a senior channel sales consultant down in our St. Pete office. Uh, it's great to, great to have you, Derek. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. So, before we get into, um, you had actually reached out to me about this. Uh, let's start with just your kind of paycheck story. How long have you been with the company and uh, sort of what's your career path been at Paychex? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is my sixth year at Paychex. Started uh, started out of the St. Pete office, had St. Petersburg as my territory, worked that territory for about four years. And then there was an opening up in the Ocala market up in central Florida. And my wife is actually from Ocala, so I, I put my name in for it and uh, was able to get transferred up here. So now instead of uh, the beach in the backyard, we got 20 acres and farm and cows and roosters, as you heard earlier. Yeah, and you know, kind of the backyard setting uh, leads perfectly into the discussion for today. Tell me about uh, kind of what you guys have on on all that acreage and and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. We um. I always grew up with horses. I grew up in Western New York, close to Rochester, and we had 50 quarter horses, uh, 50 black Angus cows. When I made my way down to uh, Florida, I had to sell my personal horses, and um, I took a job with the Orlando Magic basketball team. While I was there, I met my wife, and her being from the horse capital of the United States here in Ocala, we actually fell upon a breed here in Central Florida called the Gypsy Banner, and we fell in love with it. Uh, so much that when we got engaged four years ago, we actually got engaged at a Gypsy Banner farm with these beautiful horses. And it was always a pipe dream to uh, to own part of this breed. And um, so we did a lot of research over the next couple of years. January is our busy season here at Paychex. And I was coming home from the office late at night, sitting at a red light on Facebook. And I um, responded to an ad of a foal for sale. And she responded, if the money's in the account by Friday, the foal's yours. I just bought a big fish tank, went home and told my wife that we were going to add another pet to the family. She thought it was a fish. <laughs> we, we ended up with our first Gypsy Vanner. It was delivered to my parents' farm about a month and a half later. And then we added another one about two months after that. 
And then when we bought our farm here in Ocala in the start of COVID, most people were saving their money. We thought it was a great opportunity to buy another horse. So Yeah. I, I want to not jump over the fact that you said you worked for not, not many people were for a professional sports franchise. Can I can I wind you back and ask you about what you did for the Orlando Magic and how you got linked up with them? Yeah, absolutely. Small town farm kid from Western New York. Didn't know really anything about sales unless I was selling a horse. Hey, I went to a sporting combine in a nutshell. There was 120 of us. Uh, the higher up you place in the combine the more interviews and offers you got around the country. Ended up finishing number one overall in the combine and had 16 offers around the country. Narrowed it down to the Orlando Magic, packed all my bags and moved to Central Florida two weeks later. Most people, when you hear the word combine, you you assume you're talking about, you know, the being the athlete. Sounds like this was for a different skill set. What, what, was, what was the combine kind of for? Yeah, my dad always said, don't get into sales. They're factory workers. Walking into the combine, I wasn't entirely sure what it was going to be for. It and had a big banner across the top that said, welcome to the sport sales combine. And I thought, oh, dad's going to kill me. But you learn how to sell in sports, um, anything from cold calling to meeting people at games. Um, it was a three-day event. So it, it was pretty cool to get hands-on real quick for a, a weekend experience at PNC Park. So when you originally reached out to me about this, I mean, the thing that I think is the most interesting is, I mean, you mentioned the type of horse. It's called a, a gypsy vanner. You know, there's obviously the one. I, well, remind me, was it the one you bought originally or was it not until um, there was a, a baby horse in the picture that it was that kind of real unique uh, kind of markings and things like that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, the, the horse that we bought just into COVID was one of the top bred horses in the country. And we wanted to uh, make it a special breeding. So we bred it to the stud that we got engaged with to kind of have it come like full circle and with the stud that was there for our engagement. And it uh, it foaled a, a beautiful filly in February or a girl horse to the city people there. Yeah, that's, I was going to ask you that. For those who <laughs> don't know, like I, I sort of didn't know before you said it, the, the quick definition on the terminology there. So foal, is that any baby horse? Yeah, foal's any baby. A filly is a... Uh, a girl baby and a colt is a boy baby and stud is a male adult yep and then mare okay. is a an adult girl ah, very cool very cool okay i'm learning today <laughs> so we had this girl baby or a filly born february 13th and it was a couple of weeks early i was actually headed to home depot to build the rest of its stall as i looked out in the pasture and it was standing out there so we ran out there we grabbed our baby and we ran out there to see what it looked like, and it still gives me chills because it was born. We didn't even see it right away, but it was born with a medicine hat. Medicine hat horses are extremely rare, not even in the country, but in the world. And a medicine hat horse is a mostly white horse with either brown or black uh, around their forehead and including their ears. It creates like a full halo around the top of the head. So why it's so unique is Native American legends say that medicine hat horses were believed to have magical abilities to protect their riders from injury and death in battle. They were only rode by medicine men in tribes of the chief. And they were also said that they had the ability to warn their riders of danger. Other tribes would try to steal these horses in hopes of getting uh, their good luck. So they were always closely guarded. That alone, it was like mind blowing that we had a medicine hat full. But then she turned sideways and I sent you that picture but she literally has a Native American chief on her hip. 
uh, the whole entire silhouette down to the nose, to the lips of the mouth, to the to the feathers going out the back of the head. We knew we had something like extremely cool. Nowadays, people see an image on a piece of toast. <laughs> they uh, they post it and they're famous. So so we we posted it around in a couple of the big magazines reached out and they wanted to do a story. Um, we're here in the horse capital of the world. Um, so a couple of the local magazines wanted to reach out and do a story. So it's it's pretty pretty cool, really unique. Yeah, I mean, when you had reached out to me and you were describing it, and like you brought up the you know people thinking they see something in a piece of toast yeah. with the markings <laughs> or whatever. I mean, you 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 go into it thinking, well, I might need to you know kind of let myself see it or believe it a little, but it is very cl- clear what you're saying is exactly what it looks like. That's uh, it, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it still gives me chills talking about it. It's like one of a kind. She'll have a home on the farm forever now, I guess. I mean, how, how like predictable, I, I don't know if that's the right word. Is it like how, how much you have to be monitoring that when there's a pregnant, you know, there's a horse and how, how clearly do you know when it's going to happen and how, you know, attached to the situation do you have to be at all times? Yeah. I mean, it's, you have to be pretty attached. It's not like a, like a human where you pretty much know right down to the date and then you head to the hospital and out comes the baby. It's usually about a 15 day window then they can go up to a month. So our very first, the one that I bought at the the stop sign there, she's due any day right now. So at night, we have to go on full watch. What that entails is every half hour, 45 minutes, we have to walk to the barn or walk out in the pasture, flashlight to see if she's about to give birth and be there to help her. And so it's uh, between a, a horse about to foal and uh, taking care of a farm, doing sales and a nine month old baby. It's it's a lot going on around here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it is it like when, you know, you've got a newborn baby at home and at least, I, you know, my recollection of, you know, me and my wife, okay, whose turn is it to, you know, get up? Is that, do you trade off shifts or anything like that? Or how, how does that work at home? And now it's pretty much my duty. It's uh, you wanted the horses, <laughs> you go. <laughs> You go out there and see them. That's uh, my chore. Do the either the medicine hat kind of uh, appearance or or even the marking the silhouette, do either of those things, is there a likelihood of it getting passed on or is that just like, nah, that's super rare. That may never happen again. It, it can't be passed on. Now, the medicine hat part, it, it's not going to pass it on, but obviously there's more in the world that are medicine hats. The type of horse, she's a it's called a Tabiano. So she'll always have black around her eyes. So she'll pass that on to any fold that she has. There'll always be black around the eyes. Okay. Oh, very cool. And I, I guess the last kind of curiosity I have as someone who, like you kind of mentioned earlier, I mean, I've lived in New York my whole life. <laughs> I have no familiarity with, you know, have to be responsible for animals on a farm. So is that, does everyone who like breeds horses also then like you love riding them as like recreation and sport or anything like that? Or is it, no, it's more just kind of the taking care of them and breeding component or what, what's, what is that like as far as the hobby part of it goes? Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, I'd love to ride and, and drive horses all the time, but with this breed, they have very long manes, really long tails. They have feather around almost like a workhorse, but they're a regular sized horse all around their hooves. So they, Probably every two weeks, no more than three weeks, you have to brush them all out, braid their manes and tails, baths. So it's tedious. And then on top of it, we have six gypsy banners 
And then we have a quarter horse. He was my high school quarter horse. And then next year we'll have... What does... Did you say quarter horse? Or, and if so, what does that mean? Uh, quarter horse is just a breed of a horse. In the United States, it's a lot more familiar. They're like a diamond does in the United States. He was my high school quarter horse. And when I, I ended up selling him, moved to Florida, the woman that I sold him to... She told me to come get him when I bought a farm. So drove the truck and trailer up to New York, brought him home. Uh, very cool. I know you had sent me a few pictures already. I can throw those into a, a folder that employees can um, maybe in the in the comment section under the under the show. People can check that out and see some of the uh, the really amazing, honestly, pictures of of the horses you've been talking about this episode. And hey, maybe this will inspire somebody else to you know, start their own farm on their house or at least look into if they have the, the land to maybe own a horse. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we kind of used them because in this role in sales, you have to see CPAs, banks, your channels. So especially during COVID, we had expenses cut and it was how do you get in front of your channels without spending a lot of money? I use the horses. We have a, a wedding carriage that we do some weddings sometimes with. So I ran contests with my CPAs and banks and whoever won got a, a carriage and with a beautiful horse for an event of their choice. So it was, you just had to be creative. I mean, COVID brought out the creative side in all of us, I feel like. And then for two of my CPAs, we actually did their wedding. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. No kidding. I got to tell you, I went into this conversation. Uh, I had accepted the fact that there might not be a paychecks business tie-in to this conversation, but you, uh, wow, you, you made it, you made it work. That, that was, I didn't <laughs> expect there to be any, any business tie-in there. So Tom, um, Tom Golisano actually owns one of the largest horse recreational facilities around here. So I show horses over there in my paychecks polo, hoping Tom will be there. <laughs> wow, that's great. No, no, you have not uh, seen or met him yet, it sounds like. Not yet. I'll keep wearing it until he shows up. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I want to I wanna thank you very much for reaching out to me to, to talk about this. I think, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is, you know, exactly the kind of kind of personal things people can bring to the, the community at Paychex and share that kind of they're bringing their whole self to work and that that helps make it a kind of a warmer warmer place to be involved so I, I appreciate you sharing and it's it's fascinating honestly so i appreciate that thanks for reaching out appreciate it all right we'll talk to everybody on the next episode of what's your story definitely check out uh, the pictures of, of the horses and i'm gonna assume reach out to derek if you have questions or just want to talk about it it's pretty cool stuff but all right we'll talk to everybody next time Want to win $500 and spotlight one of your clients in a Paychex marketing video? We're looking for success stories from MMS clients, bilingual business owners, PEO clients, multi-state employers, and more. To see the full list of stories we're listening for, or submit a client for consideration, visit payx.me forward slash spotlight 500. Just tell the story of how Paychex helped the client overcome a business challenge and if we feature them in a marketing promotion, you'll earn a $500 prize. Don't wait. This contest ends August 31st. Be sure to confirm that the client is comfortable appearing in a video before submitting. Get all the details at payx.me forward slash spotlight 500. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022. All rights reserved.